Nobody, no. Am I on? Am I on? Yes, I'm on. Nobody, nobody said short. I obviously forgot that email. But it will be short. Get out of the way of the reverberation. Good evening, everybody. I'm going to start by uh, reading... Uh, I'm going to start by reading and speaking very quietly um, the Christmas story as told in the uh, Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, uh, verses 8 to 20. I think we're going to have it up on the screen at some point. Um, there were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified, you would be. But the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A saviour has been born in David's town. A, a saviour who is the Messiah and master. This is what you're to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. As they're left running... Uh, they left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus lying in a manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the shepherds were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The shepherds, however, returned and let loose told everyone, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. A very, very familiar passage from the Bible. So, hello everybody. My name is Raj. As, as uh, Neil said, I'm one of the elders here at Jubilee. Thank you so much for joining us tonight at, our, at the Jubilee Church Community Christmas Service. Um, so we're nearly here, aren't we? Uh, that, uh, that turkey that, you're up, that you've all um, got stored away somewhere is about to meet its doom. Brussels sprouts, bread sauce, who invented them and why? <laughs> guys, guys, I'm particularly talking about guys tonight. Guys, only three more shopping days to, to go, to, uh, uh, to pretend that you thought real hard and long about that special Christmas gift to your loved one. So go and get it. Her Royal Highness Queen Lizzie will be coming to our after-dinner screens soon. Christmas decorations, pudding, brandy sauce, the carols, woohoo! I'm excited. Can you tell? I am. In fact, here at Jubilee Church, we're, we, we all are. We've been looking at the Christmas story now for quite a few weeks, haven't we? Um, Jesus, 
God himself coming to earth in the most extraordinary way. A phenomenal event if you really think about it. Christmas is one of those times in the year, whether you like it or not, you cannot avoid coming face to face with the real deal, always challenging, always loving, always amazing, always provoking Jesus, the most influential and the most controversial man to have ever rocked into your world and mine. Did you know that? And what we've just read uh, this evening is an account of how that message of a saviour came to humanity, to you and me, not through kings and queens as you might have expected the most important news ever to have come, not through ambassadors or politicians, not through the high and mighty, not through the news at ten, but rather through a bunch of raggedy old nobody shepherds on a field in the middle of nowhere important, looking after sheep. If you were God, is that how you would declare this history-changing news to the world? Think about it. But that is our God through and through. In fact, sheep and shepherds, you know, they're all over the Bible. They're everywhere. I bet you didn't know this. The word sheep, sheep, appears in the Bible more than the word grace. More than the word Christian even, really. It turns up in the Bible twice as often as the word pray and three times more than the word church. Can you believe it? Now I can see from your faces that you think I'm a really interesting guy. (laughs) Now you know what Raj does to relax in his Christmas holidays. He counts sheep. And so briefly tonight, I just want to share a couple of thoughts too with you about sheep and shepherds, because they're all over the Bible. They've been on my mind a lot recently. But, no. Two things, two things very briefly. Firstly, Jesus, that baby in a manger that we've been singing about, that when we look at on the little cards, we go, oh, isn't, that, isn't he lovely? This Jesus tells us that we are all lost sheep. Lost. Question, have you ever lost anything important? Have you ever lost anything precious, maybe? Your wedding ring, maybe. Your car, your remote control. You see, I'm, Charlotte will tell you, I'm forever losing things all the time. Every time, I'm rubbish. I've lost jackets and keys and shopping and wallets. I once left the shopping on top of our car. Debit cards. The list goes on and on and on. A few months ago, as I got to work, as I parked up to work, Charlotte, my wife, sent me a text saying, found your mouse, your computer mouse. It was in the washing machine, as you'd expect. Actually, it still works. Amazing, really. Probably the most precious thing that I've lost is this young lady here in Tesco. That would never happen now, of course, because we don't shop at Tesco anymore. We shop at Aldi. (laughs) Much cheaper. But Jesus says we, humanity, you and me, are his lost sheep. What does he mean? Well, we can sentimentalize it a little, can't we, and think... How lovely, we're the cuddly sheep, and Jesus is our shepherd. How beautiful, 
How sweet. Oh. But do you know what? If you're thinking that, you've totally missed it. When Jesus' listeners thought of lost sheep, they wouldn't have been thinking of fluffy, woofy little lambs or barbar black sheep or warm woolly jumpers. No. In Jesus' day, uh, sheep were stinky, dirty, dumb, stupid animals wandering off into their own little world, oblivious to the world around them. Around them, That's what sheep were in Jesus' day. Is Jesus' day. When, when Jesus tells us we are lost sheep, humanity is lost, he's not being very nice. But he's telling us the truth because he wants us to see the truth from the very depths of our hearts. Jesus is saying, like sheep, we are all lost in our sin. That's the big Christmas message. We are all lost in our sin, our refusal to put God first. That's what sin is in the Bible. Leave me alone, God. I can get on without you. Fine, thank you very much. Jesus is saying we are lost in our selfishness, our pride, our arrogance, our self-centeredness, our anxiety, our fears, our shame, our guilt, our our insecurity. Do Do any of those sound familiar? And most of us don't even know how deep that problem is. As a local GP practicing uh, in mask, I hear stories about those things every 10 minutes of my working day. The English playwright and novelist Somerset Morgan once said this. He said, if I wrote down every thought I've ever thought and every deed that I've ever done, men would call me a monster of depravity. Heavy stuff. Christmas, this baby born in a stinky feeding trough, a refugee, if you read the Bible, that's what the story's about. A refugee, a a homeless, persecuted, on-the-run God-child. That is the real Christmas story. Christmas brings us face-to-face with the truth and depth of the mess of uh, of the world we live in. Our lives, everything. And if we receive this truth, if we get this truth, if we really get it as Jesus lovingly wants us to, it's probably the most liberating, exciting, life-changing Christmas gift of all. Really. So how come, point two, how come, why is getting this problem of sin so important? Well, I'll tell you why very briefly. Because secondly, Christmas brings to us the wonderful, amazing, glorious solution, the diagnosis, the treatment. The great shepherd, the true shepherd, that's what Christmas brings to us. Jesus himself, our rescuer, our saviour. We cannot escape this mess on on our own. And if you haven't realised that yet, you will eventually. A church pastor who was once a shepherd said this about sheep. He said this. He he knew what he was talking about when it came to sheep. He said, a sheep is a stupid animal. It loses its directions continually in a way that a cat and a dog never does. And even when you find a lost sheep, and the lost sheep rushes, and even if you find a lost sheep, the lost sheep rushes to and fro and will not follow you home. So when you find it, you must seize it, 
throw it to the ground, tie its legs together, put it over your shoulders, and carry it home. That is the only way to save a lost sheep. That's what the shepherd said. Strong words. Sin, the tragedy of the world, our selfish hearts, our sheep-likeness, needs a radical solution. Not just another set of rules and regulations. Not just another set of do-its. No way, that won't do. We need, we need a true shepherd. A person who will carry us home. And that is the wonder of Christmas, isn't it? God comes to us in the most humble and unexpecting way, silently. Why on earth would God come so weak? Why would God come so helpless? When we look at all the suffering and injustice of this world, it provokes a big question in us, doesn't it? If there, if there is a God, why doesn't he come in power and might and thunder and stop it all? Why doesn't he do something about this mess that I've been talking about? Why doesn't he destroy all sin, all evil, all um, uh, altogether? Boom! And here's the answer. If in the Christmas story Jesus came in power and might to destroy all sources of evil and darkness and suffering, and injustice, and sin, every little ounce of it, every little tiny hint of it, you know what? There would be none of us left here at all. Why? Because we all, like sheep, have gone astray, says the Bible. Each of us has turned to our own way. That is why. And so to our great problem at Christmas... Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep, you and me. No one takes it from me, he says, but I lay it down of my own accord. It's the only way. I give you eternal life so that you will never perish if you trust in me. And so, therefore, at Christmas in Jesus, God comes to be rejected, not to be accepted. He comes to be destroyed and killed on a cross, not to be crowned. He comes to bear judgment, our judgment, not bring judgment. On the cross, all the desolation and destruction and brokenness and torment of sin, all the horror of life without God that we see only a glimpse of in our world today, Jesus takes all of this into his very soul. He's the one who pays the price that we deserved. He faces it, and he faces it alone on that cross. Divine justice is done. Divine love excels. The greatest, the most wonderful Christmas gift of all. Do you get it? You know what? Losing Jemima that afternoon uh, was terrifying. When eventually I found... I found her. Everything, everything inside of me, even though it was my fault, wanted to tell her off. But instead, I picked her up. I hugged her. I kissed her. I cuddled her. I carried her to the car, loving her. I was overjoyed to see her. There was a little party in that corner of Tesco that afternoon as I found my beautiful lost sheep. And if you really think about it, That is the Christmas story writ large, isn't it? For God so loved the world that 
uh, you and me, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have with certainty and confidence eternal life, life with God, the life we were intended to live, real, bursting, vibrant life. Wow. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the great king of the universe. I thank you, Lord, that you came as a humble little baby to a a virgin teenager in the middle of nowhere, in uh, in the most unexpected way. Silently, you came, Lord Jesus. Beautifully, you came, Lord Jesus. And you came to set us free. You came to set us free from all the difficulties, the mess, the horror, the, the, the dreadfulness of sin in this world. You came to sort out problem. You came to show us what's really wrong. And you gave your life to sort it all out for us. And we thank you, Jesus, this Christmas. We pray that you will bring the joy and peace of Christmas into all of our homes this year. As we, as we share with family, as we share with friends, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will bring alive Christmas, bring the joy of Christmas to all of us this year. Thank you very much. On behalf of uh, Jubilee, have a great Christmas and have a wonderful uh, 2015. And by the way, kids, you've been really good. By the way, kids, if you're really excited and can't get to sleep on Christmas Eve, I've got a little tip for you. Count sheep. Thank you very much.